Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode six. I'm so excited you're here with me because today we're talking about building mental toughness, resilience of your mind. Having a resilient mind serves us so well in running in all areas of our life, of course. Today's quote is by Amby Burfoot, and it goes like this, as we run, we become. Can you relate? On the surface level, there is the result of becoming a runner by simply logging the miles, But as we look deeper into this quote, there is a promise of becoming something more while logging these miles. Maybe you're thinking like me of becoming a happier version of yourself, a stronger version of yourself, maybe, or a more resilient version of yourself, or my personal favorite, a more expressed version of myself. As we run, we become you my runner friend, you get me, right? It's a little bit of a process though. It's about tuning in rather than tuning out. It's about allowing the feeling of initial discomfort and be in its presence without running away from it, pun intended. So what do I mean by all this? Well, I think more than any other sport, Running is associated with something special from both runners and non-runners. I remember most of my life thinking about running as something I desired to do, but when I set out to run, which wasn't very often, because I hated every minute of it. I had these big goals of running maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes, but literally by minute 5 or 10, I usually back the entire operation because I was feeling out of breath. I was physically uncomfortable. But the biggest piece was I just couldn't convince my brain to get on the same page as me and my desire to run. My brain would constantly offer up totally legitimate reasons to start walking or just turn around and head on home, such as my hips really ache. I probably didn't wait long enough since my last snack or drink and now I'm getting side stings or the classic that all moms can relate to, I'm going to pee my pants. So as a teenager in my quest to lose weight, I decided to take up running and my mom set out with me. She was riding a bike and I hit it out. I had it in my mind that I was going to do a three mile loop, but about a mile or less in, I literally keeled over and couldn't breathe. And my mom went and got the car and brought me home. Seriously. Today, I would make my boys walk, had it been them, 
in hindsight, I'm realizing something at play that kept me from running till I was in my 40s. And it's this, I constantly got taken out by the first uncomfortable mile of every run I attempted. And I didn't manage my mind in a way that served my outcome of running. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And I have a Dina quote for you where she attributes her running success to mental resilience. And you guys, if you've listened to any of my other podcast episodes, you know what a big fan of Dina I am. And Dina, of course, is Dina Castor, who who wrote her memoir, Let Your Mind Run. Anyways, her quote goes like this. What could be more taxing than interval workouts so intense you taste blood in the back of your throat? The answer quickly became clear, wrestling with my mind. Starting out, I had no idea running would be so mental. No idea that the most important aspect of my success would come down to how I thought. End of quote. This is so good, right? So while we might not compare ourselves to an Olympic athlete like Dina, I'm assuming you know the feeling of the first mile or a couple of miles or the first 15 minutes. Feeling hard, feeling uncomfortable, you feel off. I did a little research prior to this podcast, and so headlines like these affirm that a lot of us feel this way. So here's one. The first mile always sucks. Let it go. And another one says, why are those first few miles so dang tough? Right? So a lot of us feel this way. So the first step to overcoming this is to accept that that's just how it feels because your body is literally warming up. Now, a lot of us have a tendency to start out too fast. So obviously you can slow it out or you can slow it down a little bit on your start out, but bottom line, just be okay that the body is warming up and that's how it feels. It feels a little off. So once we accept it, it's easier to experience it also. Or once we Well, once we're aware of it and accept that it becomes easier to experience it, right? Because so often the mind drama gets in our way. Basically, our minds, our brains are accustomed to protect us. So if the first 15 minutes, for instance, feel physically uncomfortable, the brain is quick to want to look for something that feels better, such as walking or quitting or whatnot, and it'll start feeding us excuses to quit, right? To get out of the uncomfortable situation. But once we make it past the first mile or the first 15 minutes, whatever it is for you, we all know the feeling of how great our run often becomes then. So when you're about to be thrown off your intentions to run, it might be good to just remember this truth about the first mile of any run, according to Runner's World Online. And this is what it says. The first mile of your run has one job and one job only. Can you guess what it is? To prepare your body for the rest of the workout, which is where the magic happens. So what if next time you set out on a run, accept that the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes will suck. But just knowing this and knowing that it's temporary and that the thoughts you choose in that moment when you feel it 
will impact how you experience it, right? All of a sudden, it'll go from really sucking to feeling less of a suck because you already kind of knew that it was coming. So you can work through it. So I really like setting a positive intention before each of my runs of how I want to feel while I'm running. It helps direct my brain towards how I'd like the run to feel. And that's always grateful, of course. And when the brain then offers up excuses and unhelpful thoughts, we can let it go more easily and focus on on our steps, on our intentions, or a mantra that we created ahead of time. Now, I've shared before on this podcast that mine is my legs are strong. My lungs support me because I really feel it sums up where I sometimes find this struggle happening. So I'm reminding my myself of this, of these facts, right? And so we can repeat our mantra on our runs. And then, as Ambie Burfoot said, as we run, we become. That is, we become skilled at tuning off the monkey brain. And we become a more resilient version of ourselves. And so the best part of creating a resilient runner's mind means or is that once we create it in this one area, this one very sort of controlled area, namely running, we can use the same approach and create it in all other areas of our life. And I love the promise of this. Do you? All right, runner friends, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider leaving a five-star review, which will also help spread this information to more people. All right. Thanks, guys. See you in the next episode. Bye. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time. 